place it comfortably. So, following on from the talk I gave last week, for those of you who weren't here, um, the title of it was Heartbreak, and uh, I read a little piece from a poet called David White, who we found out used to be a Zen student of Robert Aitken Roshi, that's probably why the, the, the few words resonated so much with me. And uh, in summary, he's saying that, uh, that heartbreak is, is inevitable in life, and it's part of living, and it's, it's something to embrace. Um, when, we, when we embrace heartache as part of life, um, it kind of is integrated and it's transformative. In fact, there is a title of a, a book. I wouldn't recommend you read the book. Um, it's a bit of pop psychology like, but the title's a lovely title. It says it all, which is the wisdom of a broken heart. Is that we're a wisdom? There's a wisdom that can emerge out of out of heartbreak. So um, I wanted to talk about um, matters of the heart a little bit more tonight, and just to begin with, a little quote from. John Wellwood, we have some of his um, uh, readings in our reading list there. This is a, a wonderful little book called um, Perfect Love in Perfect Relationships, Healing the Wound of the Heart. And uh, I'll read you a little bit from it to give you the, some of the spirit of it. But under the title heading, Letting Love In, most religions try to remedy the problem of human lovelessness by admonishing us to love more generously. The way to be loved, they say, is first to love. To him who has shall be given. Tis better to give than to receive. This core principle of spiritual life certainly contains profound truth. Yet there is another truth that stands alongside it. We cannot give what we cannot receive. Just as the earth is abundant because of its ability to receive and absorb light from the sun and rain from the sky, so we can only give forth love abundantly if we are able to receive it, soak it up and be nourished by it. If we don't feel loved within ourselves, then how can we ever truly love? If our wounding prevents us from letting love in, then how much do we have to give? To love is to cast light, Rilke says, while to be loved means to be ablaze. Who is to say that being ablaze is any less holy than casting light? And how can we cast pure light if we are not ablaze? You know, in our um, practice principles, Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering, holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher. Being just this moment, compassion's way, compassion's way. That's the only word in those phrases which um, indicates something from the heart. Mm -hmm. Um, Being just this moment, compassion's way. It's kind of a bit of a mysterious statement, isn't it? But you could turn the words around a little bit and play with it. Being just this moment, love's way. Compassion is one form of love. But what is the nature of Zen practice? 
is like we hear a lot about mindfulness about coming into the moment being present in the moment but what is not understood so much is that through Zen practice also through Christian contemplative prayer for example not only is there a coming into presence but it's coming into the unconditionality of presence uh, and and the unconditional um, love of the presence you know being being with life just as it is compassion's way is like fully loving life as it is and being loved by love in return that giving and receiving as John Wilbur is referring to there so it's kind of like being receptive to what is all this the, the interconnectedness that Thich Nhat Hanh talks about but it's not just everything's joined it's kind of like once we once we break out of that ego shell that sense of interconnectedness is a, is a loving experience right? and it's the core of <coughs> the um, so-called spiritual experiences of many people who become religious leaders like the Buddha so he it, there's a there's a there's an overwhelming sense of warmth and love that he experiences when he awakens St John of the Cross similar kind of experiences um, some of us have experienced that you know somewhere in our life somewhere um, just one experience to relate to that I had um, many years ago when I was in I think my early 30s I started Zen practice about mid 20s so about seven years on I said I'd been in a relationship uh, which broke up kind of mutual breaking up in a way but um, very heartbreaking and um, and I was grieving for that relationship and I by chance went to I don't I can't remember now whether I just did it for professional reasons or personal reasons or both but I went to a a group therapy um, meeting which was a psychodrama group which used to be in Balmain very well known and um, I didn't really get a lot out of it but maybe it shook something up in some way but I remember after the first day of it I came home and I meditated and what happened during that meditation um, was an experience of unconditional love that's the best way I can explain it and I'm not a religious person I don't believe in a God up there or anything but through this experience I can understand why people would come up with the idea of a God because it felt like it was it came from the outside in right? I just felt it sort of enveloped in some loving energy and it was unconditional and it was peaceful like it wasn't some excitable high experience it was just a very peaceful experience of love being loved or in a in a in a in an atmosphere of love and um, so that's that's an experience that just can happen to anyone um, where you're experiencing something unconditional mm-hmm. and that unconditionality in Buddhism we use more sort of rather drier concepts like emptiness and so on but but the absolute is the unconditional and it's got this loving aspect (coughs) to it so it kind of shines through the conditionality of the world the absolute in the relative and uh, it's often metaphorically 
described as like the moon, you know, shining, shining through the clouds. Um, so when we practice, there's two aspects to this, you know, in, in dealing with a broken heart, is that through Zen practice, if I can call that spiritual, um, it's not so much about um, healing, it's about being in touch with something which is unconditional and it's got this loving aspect to it and you're kind of part of it. Um, and, uh, and when you start to experience the present moment more in that way, rather than just a, a cold objective life out there, then what occurs is that um, we're receptive you know, so we're receptive to receiving loving energy, and so we've got it's like we're battery that's charged. You know, it can it can give out again. But that's what John Welbert is saying in this book all the time: is that it's one principle to give out love, which is the main teaching that you get in in, in religious um, texts. But what what is forgotten is this capacity to receive. Giving and receiving is all of one one process. If you're just giving all the time, then you burn out. Um, in doing um, um, couple therapy with some people, I often ask people the question, what are you more comfortable with, giving or receiving affection, love? Nearly everyone says giving. Much more comfortable with giving. Interesting, isn't it? We think we'd be all self-centred and would love the receiving, but we're actually more, more uncomfortable with it. Because um, if you're giving out love, it's almost like you're in a position of power, almost. You're not vulnerable. But to receive love and to be open to receiving love is to be vulnerable. Right? And we're all, as much as we all want love and we want intimacy, you know, and so on, we're scared the hell of it. Right? <laughs> So we put up all these barriers and so on to it. But um, if, you, if through the process of Sazen, um, yes, you, you open the mind, there's clarity of mind, <clears throat> but unless there's an opening of the heart, then the, then the work isn't, isn't done. Um, and it's really, I mean, I'm not really, um, obviously... Um, I practice Zen, you know, and I, and I teach Zen, so I have a, an affinity and, and love of this tradition. Um, but I'm not blind to the fact that other religious traditions are touching on the same point. You know, it's really, it's really the point of all religious practice to cultivate love. Right? I mean, what's the point of doing if it didn't do that? Right? You know, God is not theology. God is love, if you want to use that term. And so... Um, that's the whole point of this, you know, is that um, by it, getting out of the, the, the narrowness of the self-centred dream and seeing our interconnectedness with everything, is that it does open the heart. Mm -hmm. And um, it's very um, central to the, whole, to the whole practice. So again, we, we, in Zen we tend not to use... Um, flowery, mushy kind of words like love, you know, but the closest we get to it in the practice principles is compassion. Mm -hmm. right? Being just this moment, compassion's way, there is the heart element to it. And it's important that um, 
people we, we recognise and that's our aspiration in, in Zen practice.